Hello, this is Anna from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday, the 14th of May. India registered 3.43 lakh new coronavirus cases, taking the total tally in the country to 2.40 crores. The death toll has climbed by 4000 fatalities, taking the overall count to more than 2.6 lakh. All these figures however are widely believed to be undercounts. According to the data by the health ministry, 17.92 crore doses of coronavirus vaccine have been administered so far, with more than 20 lakh doses given yesterday. Amidst the shortage of vaccines across the country, the center has for the first time said that it has been in talks with three global manufacturers namely Pfizer, Moderna and Johnson and Johnson to supply their vaccines to India. However, the government has said that the three pharma giants have conveyed that they would be able to open discussions only in the third quarter of 2021. The center also said that vaccine manufacturer Bharat Biotech was willing to invite other companies to produce its coronavirus vaccine Covaxin. While addressing a press conference Niti Aayog member VK Paul said the central government will provide all possible assistance to companies willing to manufacture the vaccine to ramp up its supply. In good news for India, drug firm Dr Reddy's laboratories said that the soft launch of coronavirus vaccine Sputnik V has commenced and that the first dose of the vaccine was administered in Hyderabad. Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison said that a flight carrying 1056 ventilators, 60 oxygen concentrators and essential supplies for India has left Sydney. India also received medical aid from South Korea, Kazakhstan, the European Union and Qatar. Meanwhile, United States top infectious disease expert Anthony Fauci said it would be difficult to resume travel from India as it has very high level of coronavirus infection at the moment. When releasing the 8th installment of financial benefits under the Pradhan Mantri Kisan Samman Nidhi scheme today, Prime Minister Narendra Modi said that COVID is spreading fast in rural India and urged villagers to take necessary precautions including wearing masks. Calling it an invisible enemy being fought on war footing, Modi urged states to take action against black marketing of medicines and essential supplies. In Maharashtra, as many as 52 people have died due to mucormycosis, a rare but dangerous fungal infection. Maharashtra health officials told PTI that all the victims were covid survivors but succumbed to the black fungus infection. Maharashtra health minister Rajesh Tope had earlier said that there could be over 2000 mucormycosis patients in the state and with covid cases going up their number would increase for sure in related news the karnataka government asked the center to supply 25000 doses of amphotericin b an antifungal medication to treat mucormycosis kerala chief minister pinarayi vijayan wrote to prime minister modi seeking an immediate enhancement of the state's daily oxygen supply to 450 metric tons in delhi health minister satendra jain said Covaxin stocks were running out while there were only enough covishield doses for 2 to 3 days to inoculate the 18 to 44 age group 
on covid cases in delhi jan said that there has been a decline in trends since 24th of april delhi's positivity rate was 14.24% yesterday as opposed to its highest rate of 36% reported on 22nd of april indian express noted that the drop could be due to the low rate of testing in the capital while chief minister arvind kejriwal credited it to citizens being disciplined in following covid protocols The Chhattisgarh government has cancelled tenders for the construction of a new assembly building and has also stopped work on major projects in the state. In a statement the state government said that the money saved will be diverted towards improving covid related facilities. Former Uttarakhand Chief Minister Trivendra Singh Rawat said that corona virus is a living organism that has a right to live. Speaking to a news channel he said and I quote seen from a philosophical angle coronavirus is also a living organism it has the right to live like the rest of us but we humans think ourselves to be the most intelligent and are out to eliminate it so it is constantly mutating itself unquote he however added that people need to outpace the infection to stay safe at the global front according to the john hopkins university The coronavirus has now infected 160.8 million people and killed over 3.34 million since the pandemic broke out in December 2019. 15 more deaths were reported at the Goa Medical College and Hospital, which is the state's largest COVID facility due to a drop in oxygen supply pressure. The hospital has reported 74 deaths in total in the past 4 days due to oxygen issues. This came a day after the Bombay High Court directed the state government to ensure that there were no more deaths due to oxygen issues. According to NDTV, the hospital is overflowing with no place for new patients and the final few who manage to take admission have to be satisfied with a new spot on the hospital floor. Goa Chief Minister Pramod Sawant has said that the gap between the availability of medical oxygen and its supply might have caused some issues he had sought a probe by the high court which is already hearing petitions on the management of the pandemic sawant also stressed that there is no scarcity of oxygen supply in the state this however is contradicted by a letter from goa's principal secretary pk goel to the center in his letter goel wrote that between 1st of may and 10th of may The state had received only 66.74 metric tons of the allocated 110 from Maharashtra's Kolhapur. The shortage of oxygen is equally dire in Uttar Pradesh where my colleagues Ayush and Basant have been reporting on the covid catastrophe on the ground. In Saharanpur's largest covid facility, local resident Praveen Kumar lost both of his brothers in one night. He blamed the highly incompetent system at the hospital for the deaths. Adding to the issue, Ayush and Basan found that the district hospital's website doesn't even list helplines, guidelines, or contact information for staff members. Praveen Kumar told them, and I quote, "Everything went dark when I heard the news. I was simply cold for a few minutes. I cried at the state of the system. I cried looking at all these guidelines issued by the government." they are useless unquote you can read the report titled i lost two brothers in one night how useless system wrecked up engineers family dear listeners 
These are dark times and they are made worse by the fact that we don't even know the real scale of this tragedy. Too many states are masking the number of deaths, such as in Uttar Pradesh's Meerut, which is reporting seven times fewer COVID deaths. As journalists are forced to count cremations and graves to estimate the real nature of this catastrophe, they need your help. At News Laundry, we don't answer to corporates or governments, so we are able to report on the truth. If you believe in the work that Ayush and Basant and so many others are doing, support us and subscribe to us by hitting the subscribe button at the top right-hand corner of newslaundry.com. Our subscription starts at 300 rupees a month. Districts in Kerala are scurrying to prepare for cyclonic storm Tokte, which is expected to hit the state on Sunday. According to experts, the storm may trigger torrential rains over the next few days. The Land Revenue Commissionerate told the Hindu that 87 people have been evacuated so far to four relief camps. 3,071 buildings have been identified for opening relief camps across the state if weather conditions worsen. These camps can accommodate up to 4 lakh people. According to a weather update issued by the India Meteorological Department at 1 pm today, five Kerala districts, Thiruvananthpuram, Kollam, Pathanam Titta, Alpuza, and Ernakulam, are on red alert today, given the likelihood of extremely heavy rainfall. For Sunday, a red alert has been issued for Malapuram, Kozikori, Vayanad, Kannur, and Kasaragod. The Delhi High Court today denied interim protection from arrest to businessman Navneet Kalra in connection with a case relating to the hoarding and black marketing of oxygen concentrators in a South Delhi restaurant. This comes a day after a sessions court dismissed Kalra's anticipatory bail plea, noting that there was a prima facie incriminating evidence that the businessman had sold oxygen concentrators manufactured in China which did not have adequate output so as to meet requirement of even one person. The matter will now be heard on 18th of May. While dismissing Kalra's bail plea yesterday, additional sessions judge Sandeep Gurg has said that the allegations against Kalra were serious and that there was a possibility that he could tamper with evidence or intimidate prosecution witnesses. Earlier this month, the Delhi police had raided restaurants owned by Kalra and purportedly seized a number of oxygen concentrators. Israel today bombarded Gaza with artillery and air strikes. The Guardian reported that Israel's military claimed that air and ground forces were involved in attacks on Friday but had not entered Gaza. Since the fighting began on Monday, around 119 people have been killed in Gaza, including 31 children and 8 have died in Israel. In Gaza, Palestinians fearing an incursion by Israeli troops have also been fleeing areas close to their border with Israel. Violence also broke out in Israel with Jewish and Arab mobs clashing in the town of Lod. There were reports of beatings, stabbings, shooting and arson in addition to reports of mob lynching from across Israel. In Tel Aviv, The Guardian reported a TV journalist was attacked as well. Over 400 people have been arrested and border police have been redeployed from the occupied West Bank to towns inside Israel. Nine people have been severely wounded in a shooting in Providence, the capital of the American state of Rhode Island. 
three were critically wounded. According to the city police, it was the largest shooting in the city's history. The Providence police said that multiple guns were used and that the incident was part of an ongoing feud involving groups known to authorities. The police said that the shooting began with gunfire emanating from a vehicle targeting a home. According to the Indian Express, a person or people inside the home then returned fire. So far, no arrests have been made. The police have stressed that the investigation was in its early stages. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.